On July 28, 1982, Keith Green, along with two of his children and another family and the pilot, were all killed in a plane crash in Texas. It was a great loss, and yet it's a story that many, many people have never heard. Today on The Eclectic Monk, Keith Green, one of my heroes. There are very few um, Christian artists that have impacted me as deeply as Keith Green. Keith Green was just an incredible writer. His lyrics, uh, which everyone knows I, I love lyrics, were just incredibly powerful and challenging. And I would say, in a lot of ways, he really influenced my writing as I began writing Christian lyrics. Um, Keith Green was a prophet. He was a man of deep passion. He was a man who wasn't afraid to criticize Christianity, the way we do church, the way that people are uh, comfortable in their complacency. And so I think he's a very, very important figure in uh, certainly the Jesus movement of the late 70s. Uh, but in Christianity itself, I think it's a shame, really, that so many people today have never even heard of him. When at the time, when he was um, you know, doing ministry, when he was alive and he was he was ministering uh, with music all around the country and around the world. He was making such a deep impact. Um, and I want to share just a little bit of his story with you today, because certainly as I became uh, a born-again, on-fire Jesus follower, um, I had a friend who introduced me to Keith Green and it really, really impacted my life. Keith Green's interesting, interesting story. He's a kid uh, who was born 1952 in California. And uh, in 1965, he actually one of the youngest uh, songwriters uh, to ever be signed to a label. He was signed to Decca Records, uh, was pumped, uh, was going to kind of like be the next teen idol. He was in... You know, all of the teen magazines uh, put out several singles from songs that he had written himself, which is very unusual. Uh, but unfortunately, he was competing with Donny Osmond, uh, which didn't go very well for him. And uh, so within a few years, uh, his dreams of being the next teen idol uh, in America were dead. And then he you know, grew up and uh, left home, began using drugs uh, by his own testimony, was uh, using a lot of drugs and alcohol and searching into Eastern religions and just trying to figure out what things were all about. He, he grew up 
Uh, he was uh, of Jewish descent, uh, but grew up in a Christian science home. Uh, and so he was very confused about, you know, what he was supposed to believe. Um, and he got married very early. Uh, he got married in 1974 uh, to Melody, uh, his wife. And uh, both of them were, you know, seekers. They were trying to figure it out. And you got to realize, I know for, for, for young people especially, you don't understand what those early 70s were, were like in America, but there was a lot of experimentation. There were a lot of different ideas. There was a lot of seeking that was going on because, you know, I mean, you had, you know, in the background, we had, you know, the the assassination of JFK and Martin Luther King. You had, you know, the Vietnam War. We had Watergate. We had Kent State. We had all of these things going on. We had this explosion of rock and roll music that took place. And people were trying to figure out what mattered and what didn't. The whole hippie movement out of Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco uh, had, had come across, you know, come along. And, and, and people were really asking a lot of questions. You know, Woodstock in 69 was kind of the high point. And then uh, the Rolling Stones did the Altamont concert in, in 1970, where, you know, they hired, you know, Hell's Angels as security guards who beat a guy to death. You know, I mean, it was... It was a dark and difficult time. And in all midst of all this, you know, here's this young guy who, you know, had been told as a kid he was the next star and, and wasn't. And uh, he was really struggling to figure out where his place in the planet was. And then in 1975, Keith Green uh, found Jesus. He was converted. He became a Jesus follower and a Christian. Uh, not long after that, his wife followed him in that faith, and uh, it really changed his life. And he had all of this music inside of him because he was he was just a really really gifted singer, songwriter, and musician. And so, it wasn't long after that that he began his ministry. He began writing songs. Uh, at that point in time, in the mid seventies, the the Christian music industry was very young. Uh, he signed with Sparrow Records in 76. Uh, and then in 1977, he put out his first album. Um, and for those who have ears to hear, which is just a great record. Uh, it's a good record. If you're not a Christian, you just like good music. It's good music. And that was the thing about Keith Green. When he put out an album, the music was great. The songwriting was solid. The tunes and the melodies were were listenable. This was not, you know, uh, the Gaithers doing gospel music. This was something completely unique and different. And in a lot of ways, Keith Green opened the door to the the young hippies who were becoming Christians in the mid-70s uh, to begin expressing themselves in ways that were very, very powerful. Um, and so, you know, for me, uh, as a new new Christian, you know, and someone who grew up in church, but really uh, connected and became a follower of Jesus, I found Keith Green's music 
to be incredibly compelling and comparably insightful. Um, one of the things that I loved about his music when I first began listening to it was the way that he was unafraid to tell the truth, even when the truth was difficult to hear. And so I, I just I just love his music and um, would encourage you to go out and and listen to Keith Green. I'm sure, I mean, I know you can go to YouTube, you can go to Asani, you can go wherever, or you can go to the thrift store and dig around like I do uh, and find the vinyl. But um, Keith Green is an artist, as a musician, a musical artist, someone that deserves your attention. Um, and certainly, if you are looking for someone to share with you uh, what being a Jesus follower is really all about, you cannot find anyone more compelling than Keith Green. So you should go do that. Um, and of course, his music is only part of the story. And I'll share the rest of the story in just a moment. So the thing about Keith Green is that not only was he a great musician, uh, he was actually just an incredible minister. One of the things that happened to him, he began reading the gospel and he began reading uh, the life and the words of Jesus. And he was compelled to do something with that faith. Suddenly he realized that it wasn't about him that all of the fame in the world didn't matter, that all the money in the world didn't matter, that all of the things that his entire life had been built around were, were just not important. And what really mattered were the people that God brought into his life and the opportunities that he had to make a difference in the life of people. And so he and Melody uh, very early on began to open their home up uh, they would go out and they would they would find these homeless people. You find these uh, unwed mothers uh, from the hippie movement. They would find these these uh, non vets who had come home that were just broken and on drugs. And they would invite them into their home, and uh, they started making a place for them. And then they rented the house next door. Uh, they were living in California at the time, and they ended up actually having five houses uh, in the same neighborhood uh, where. They were just open, and they brought all of these broken people in who desperately needed a place to go. And they would run the Bible studies, and they would minister, and they would give them things to do, and they would help them to grow and recover. And uh, they they started last day's ministry because Keith was uh, convinced that he was supposed to live as if Jesus was going to return tomorrow, and. I think that's something that every Christian, every follower of Jesus needs to understand this this motivation that we should all live with that you know Jesus could come back tomorrow and we want to be living our lives today in such a way that if he returned we would be found as being good shepherds and good stewards and people who were living 
the life that he called us to live. And so they they did all this. And he continued to, of course, his fame grew within Christian music circles. He toured, he played churches and different concert halls. Um, he put out two albums with Sparrow, and then he bought himself out of his record contract, began producing his own albums so that he could give them away. He would actually go to concerts, and uh, people would come, and he would just ask them to pay what they wanted uh, to get his records. He, he felt like profiting off of his music was was wrong. That's not what God wanted him to do. It was his gift to the church and his gift to the world. And so he, he literally gave away thousands and thousands and thousands of albums, actually mortgaged his own home to uh, finance uh, the production of his records and then trusted that God would bring in enough money to, to cover it, which, of course, he always did. And, uh, and so that kind of lets you know what kind of a person Keith Green was. He, he was just not your typical um, egomaniac who was out there trying to make as much money off of the gospel as he could. He just wanted people to have the same experience that he had from being completely lost to embrace to you know embracing and discovering this risen Christ that changed his life. And um, and I just I just find his story so compelling. Uh, in 1979, they they left uh, California. They were running out of room. They actually bought a ranch in Texas. And they moved to Texas, moved the ministry to Texas. Uh, and continued to grow and it added additional people into uh, the ministry and uh, and had like 140 acres in Texas uh, for the last day's ministry. And then in 1982, there was a missionary family that was visiting. Uh, they had this little private airstrip there, and uh, Keith wanted to show the property, the, you know, the expanding property and, and how the ministry was growing and and so they got into this Cessna, a uh, little two-engine Cessna, and took off uh, and had too many people in it. The pilot uh, allowed too many people, too much weight, and that was the official reason that the plane crashed. And then again, so on July the 28th in 1982, uh, Keith Green died, along with his uh, his son and his oldest daughter. Uh, his wife had a one-year-old and was pregnant. Uh, and so they have uh, two surviving children, uh, and Melody went on to um, continue the ministry and, and continues it to this day. You can check out Keith Green on Facebook. You can check out Keith Green Ministries online, and um, his legacy continues. And the thing that really, really continues for me is the music, because the music of Keith Green is still challenging and comforting entertaining. He was funny. Uh, he, he did some songs that just, you know, make you laugh. He did songs that really make you think. Uh, he wrote songs that really bother you and make you question your faith and make you question your, your faithfulness to Jesus Christ. Um, and really, you know, it, again, I, I can't imagine that the modern Christian music movement would exist without Keith Green. 
he was such an influencer and uh and he did it in his own way he did it uh in ways that that you know he he just didn't care and his life was so short his musical output again his first album in 77 he died in 82 so uh, there are like five albums that came out during his lifetime and and a handful that came out after his death and then a whole bunch of compilation records which you know are just you know reusing the same things over and over again but they're they're fun to have on cd if, if that's all you can get but um Check out Keith Green. Listen to his music. Um, listen um, to, you know, They Don't Believe in Me Anymore off of his first album. Uh, just a great song. Uh, the whole album of So You Want to Go Back to Egypt is, is just a great so great record, the whole thing. Um, and And you need to... You need to be prepared to be challenged when you listen to Keith Green, but it's certainly worth listening to. So that's my my encouragement for you today is uh, discover Keith Green like I did, you know, uh, what, 30 years ago now almost. Um, he impacted my life, continues to impact my life, and, and uh, I listen to Keith Green's records all the time because they're still great records and that's what really matters right well i hope you enjoyed this and uh please continue to check us out uh trying to put out at least two of these a week uh, and look forward to our next encounter in the meantime fellow travelers travel safe and travel well god bless Hey friends, if you enjoyed this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd do me a couple of favors. If you would uh, like this episode on whatever uh, outlet you're listening to, if you could subscribe and review it, that would certainly help me out. Uh, we'll be looking to do more episodes in the future and hopefully launch a website soon. Uh, until then, we're just trying to build a community of people who can think and talk about a variety of things. So until the next time we get together, hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.